Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us. Of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today I am so excited for today's conversation because it is going to be talking about an alpha mission. What mission is that? Don't worry. We'll talk about that in a second. But before we get there, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor. And that is the Expat Money Show. Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat where you can join our good friend, Mikhail Thorpe, where he'll tell you how he can help protect that money you work so hard to earn from ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and greedy unjust governments. And uh, by the way, you head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat. Not only will you find the amazing Mikel Thorpe and his, his podcast, but also you will find the Expat Money Summit. Five days, 30 expert speakers, November 5th through November 11th. And by the way, it will be keynoted by former Congressman Ron Paul. Please head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash expat and get your free tickets today. All right, folks. So talking about that alpha mission, we're talking about bringing a free enterprise approach to Wall Street, talking about black Americans getting back in the free enterprise game. Robert Blackwell, he is on that mission. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks so much. Good to see you, Brian. Good to see you, Robert, and thank you for joining us because, yeah, you're doing some awesome work there with this alpha mission. But before we dig into that, do us a favor. Introduce yourself to The Brian Nichols Show audience and what brought you into talking about bringing free enterprise back uh, back to black Wall Street. Well, what I would, if I had to kind of describe my own background, I kind of describe myself two ways. One, I describe myself as an unemployable math misfit. <laughs> so I, uh, I went to school, studied math. I've had a number of businesses. I was a trader for a long time. Uh, so I just kind of fun study math, history, and economics. And the other is I describe myself as a radical black libertarian. So I, I would describe myself as a hardcore libertarian. All right. Well, the audience is going to love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, libertarian, uh, they'll, they'll appreciate that. And let's talk about the free enterprise approach that you're bringing to uh, black businesses, specifically with this alpha mission. Now, this is something that your, uh, your, your team there, Don, brought to my attention. I'm so excited to, to bring this to the audience's attention. And that is the alpha mission, which here's the goals. Number one. $2 billion in black businesses. Number two, a 50% drop in black crime. Number three, 1,000 black students to pass a calculus test. And number four, the modern black Wall Streets built around the United States called Di Digital Innovation and Commercialization Campuses. This is an amazing vision, and you're doing it through the lens of, yeah, as a radical libertarian, a free enterprise approach. Talk to us what that looks like. Well, if, if you look at kind of the, uh, this is a study I did based on the 2010 census. And I think it shows that the, that the, the lack of business participation leads to the community wellness gap. So here are kind of the numbers. Again, this is from the 2010 census. If you take all the revenues of companies by ethnicities, uh, majority owned companies would have been 9.4 trillion, women a trillion, Asians 455 billion, Hispanics 276 billion, and blacks 98 billion. Even though blacks have double the educational achievement on average as Hispanics. But that's not even a real number. It is mostly a fake corporate pass-through number 
where people want to get credit for these minority business programs mm. uh, without really doing any business. So the outcomes of that are that blacks as of 2018 were the only group that made less than they did in the year 2000. Black boys are the least likely of any group to escape poverty. In fact, 70% of middle-class black children will likely fall out of the middle class. So if you ask yourself, the, the question is, where in the world are poor people healthy, educated, and safe? And conversely, where are affluent people, regardless of their race, not healthy, educated, and safe? The answer is nowhere. So the issue is one of poverty. How do people go from poverty to prosperity? And there is only one way, and that is entrepreneurial-led economic activity that leads to the appreciation of education and social capital. Social capital is when you reach back and you pull people from your community along, but more importantly, you create an aspirational roadmap for your young people so they know where to place their bets. So what the Alpha Mission is, I describe it as the fourth great American movement. The first great American movement was obviously the founding of the Republic, the American Revolution, the first history in, in, in the uh, first country in the world that was formed based on the government being a servant to the people, not vice versa. The second was to remove the stain of slavery from the country, and that was the abolitionist movement. These things tend to happen once a century. Uh, the 20th century was about what I call it the one set of rules movement or the civil rights movement. So everything there was about having one set of rules. I believe that in the 21st century, what we need to do is to have a movement of people of goodwill dedicated to proving that the free enterprise system works for everybody because we would not been, have been the first uh, country in history to lose our freedoms. So if you look kind of back through our history, in 1895, Booker T. Washington gave a very famous speech at the Atlanta Exposition. The essence of that speech was, nobody can protect or feed their family based on your sympathy. Excuse me, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah, the, what he said was, in 1895, America's never going to be what it can be until blacks get included in the economy. He said, we don't have to live around you, but we do have to be a part of the economy. And the industrialists of those days, the leading business people, responded to Booker T. Washington. They were not prescriptive. So they answered Booker T. Washington's call to create a greater country. He, he wasn't asking anybody to feel sorry for black people. So Julius Rosenwald, who was the CEO of Sears, responded to Booker T. Washington. They built 5,300 schools in the South, which is how blacks got educated. But Booker T. Washington said, the purpose of education is really twofold, to teach you how to be a good citizen and to prepare you to be a productive member of the economy. So after the, the schools, they established the Negro Business Leagues. In fact, it was the black community that built those schools and they, uh, that is how blacks became the tradespeople of the South. The next thing is they created the Negro Business League. 
out of the Negro Business League came the famous Black Wall Street, or what's called the Freedom Columns. Mm. So imagine 110 years ago in the middle of the Jim Crow South, you had prosperous black communities. In fact, the most famous of the uh, freedom colonies was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was called the Greenwood District of Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was started by a couple of black entrepreneurs out of Mississippi. And within a decade, they created a prosperous black community. In fact, there was uh, they had their own airport, which was only one of two in, o- in Oklahoma <laughs> at the time. And in fact, blacks owned private airplanes in greater proportion than whites did. So to me, it proves two things. One is that the free enterprise system works when given a chance, but the government has to do its job in protecting its citizens equally. Obviously, it didn't at that time. So thus, you had the Tulsa race massacre. Mm-hmm. So there were 81 freedom colonies all around the South. In fact, the height of black business in this country was between 1910 and 1930. The height of black education was between 1940 and 1960. Uh, In in 1995, I sold a company and I decided I was going to buy a house in a black neighborhood. So what I thought we needed was economic integration where everybody else thought it, we needed racial integration. So I bought a bunch of land. Uh, I bought a bunch of land. I built houses. I named the houses after famous African-Americans. And today that neighborhood is what I envisioned it would be, which is an economically integrated black neighborhood and things are better for everybody. And listen, I'm not that smart or not or that rich. But I think economics like gravity tends to work the same way for everybody. So in today, that neighborhood is what I envisioned it would be, which is an economically integrated black neighborhood. In fact, this is the only black neighborhood in the country I know of that is better off today than it was in the year 1967. So uh, the other thing that happened in the 60s, frankly, were... Uh, President Kennedy in 1962 gave a speech entitled, We Choose to Go to the Moon. He said, we choose to go to the moon in this decade, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. And it's a mission worthy of our best effort. That mission created the opportunity for the black female mathematicians featured in the movie Hidden Figures. And then Neil Armstrong said, I'm not getting into that rocket until Katherine Johnson specifically mapped my way back home. So what one of the things is why should people care? If you're not black, why should you care about the economic participation of the black community? In my view, it is because the far left gets its moral authority from the black community. And if we prove that the free enterprise system works, it will show that that is the best way to take people from poverty to prosperity. Yes. In fact, uh, I did a tour of India in the year 2009. I got a chance to meet with somebody in the central bank and they kind of gave me the story of India. They said the after 19, excuse me, uh, 1991, they figured out socialism doesn't work. They started to free their economy. The government started doing business with their small entrepreneurs, which prepared them for the international market. And then U.S. business just did business with capable Asian entrepreneurs. 
they didn't have any diversity and commitment or any of those special programs. They just did business. And in a period of 20 years, India and China took 750 million people out of poverty. In fact, during the same period, blacks went deeper into poverty. So what I think is that when blacks participate in the economy in proportion to our talent, things will not only be better for the black community, we will solve the problems of crime and bad health and, um, and poor education just by greater participation in the free enterprise system. And I believe that this is a mission that we all need to participate in. Thank you for that. That, that was an awesome rundown of the history, but also specifically how it all ties together. And yeah, you, you see, I mean, not only does the free enterprise system work, but you, you just laid out, you know, one example. There are countless examples of exactly what you're referring to, where we've adopted the free market systems into areas that traditionally you would never think would adopt those types of solutions. And yet it has yielded the most positive outcomes that I think a lot of us, we in the free market world would expect, but uh, it seems to surprise a lot of these experts nowadays, Robert. I don't know why that is, but let's, um, let's quickly talk about um, the, the long-term impacts of building up a, a stronger, more vibrant black community. And you go back to what you were talking about earlier, 1910 to 1930. That was at that time, really the peak of black business. I don't see that necessarily not happening again. I think that it absolutely has the, the, the groundwork laid out for this to be a great time. And there was one quote that you had said where you mentioned it's time to show young black men pathways to success apart from sports, entertainment, or crime. And I think that's profound because you're bringing in the entrepreneurial spirit back to the black community and bringing back the spirit of that 1910 to 1930s uh, perspective. So what do you see as that long-term vision? Where do you see the black community going? Well, uh, in, in business, you need two things. There's supply and demand. If we fix the demand problem, the supply problem will take care of itself. So what I think that we have to do is to get people to come on this journey with us and just do business. If we can get both government and the private sector to just do business in the modern parts of the economy that create wealth, blacks, just like every other group in this country, will go from poverty to prosperity, and it will be an offset for inefficient government spend on social services and criminal justice and, frankly, uh, poor returns on education. Talk to us about the uh, the long-term initiatives, too, of the Alpha Mission, if you would, because I know that you, you have a long-term vision there as well. So if you could outline that for us. Sure. So in we've created kind of plans by region. So the goal is if we can, we are in a 20, we have a $20 trillion economy. So there is, blacks barely participate in the economy. So if we can get people to just do business with black entrepreneurs that, are, that can deliver value, and then in exchange for that opportunity, they have to take on the responsibility of really three things. Number one, identify a clear value proposition, because if you can't do that, you can't be in business. Number two, and in exchange for that opportunity, you have to take on the responsibility of pulling other people forward. So the black company should be the prime and the subs, the mentors and the proteges. And then lastly, 
you take on what I call some microfinance community enrichment responsibility. So we fund thing, we fund small black IT companies. We fund something called mowers and blowers. It's uh, microfinance for cutting grass and moving snow. And the other we want to do is it's something called a housing for tutoring exchange, where we give honorable black college students and the uh, the people that get hired through these initiatives, uh, really these for-profit initiatives that we're creating, a place to live in exchange for mentoring and tutoring five people. Mm. It is social capital that tells young people where to place their bets. Right now, the market is telling young black people, place your bets on sports and entertainment because that's the only vehicle of success that they can see in the market. I had a conversation back earlier this past week with Kathy Reisenwitz, and um, we were talking about what's wrong with our men. And what you're talking about is giving actually one of the answers to one of the problems we identified is this lack of purpose, this lack of meaning. What does it mean to be a man? And I think to your point we were just raising here is that a lot of men have not really found meaning except for in those areas that they thought they were supposed to find meaning. And I think part of what you're you're expressing here and what the vision for the Alpha Mission also helps make an environment that makes it okay to embrace alternative waves of being a guy. And, and I think that talking about the changing mentality, just like from a guy perspective too, because I know this is impacting a lot of men particularly, and I'm sure it's impacting a lot of black men as well. So you know, the fact that this is creating an environment for us to not only look at things differently, but also redefine the way that we approach masculinity and the way that we approach our relationships with each other in giving us more of an opportunity to grow instead of fostering maybe false notions of what we thought it meant to be a man that was based on you know years past well i i think that if you i'm a big fan of stoic philosophy and if you look at the bible or you look at certain philosophies or different religions they basically tell you the same thing there it being a man in my opinion means that you take responsibility for the people that are in your care your mm -hmm. family your neighborhood to me, if you're running around boasting, driving fast cars and smoking dope and, you know, beating up people, you're an immature male. You're not a man. So in my view is we don't need to do anything new. There's always been good people and bad people. And if you're a mature man, you you think about your responsibility to others, your families, your community, society in general. And you know, there's no difference, for, um, frankly, from women, but boys need good male role models. Yes. If their role models are people, and too often this is the case, in neighborhoods where crime is a primary economic opportunity. In fact, this is really with the issue when it comes to the black community. We have to separate economic opportunity from criminal activity. Once you do that, so if we fix that problem, every other problem that we've been dealing with will go away. 
it, 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 I mean, it is that simple, frankly. And thank you, Robert, for giving such an eloquent uh, answer there. So how about this? We are unfortunately already uh, getting hard-pressed for time. Already at that 20-minute mark. It goes fast. So with that being said, we obviously want folks to have a call to action if there is one that you can go ahead and direct us towards. But also, if you could... Give us your final thoughts here for the audience, particular uh, things you want the audience to make sure they take away from today's episode. Uh, here's, there, there are two things. One is you can go to alphamission.com. But number two, it is important that rem- to remember that we have a special country and we all have a responsibility, regardless of our skin tone, to create opportunities for those that are going to come behind us. And if we work together, people of goodwill, regardless of your skin tone, we can solve some of these problems that we have. And we will protect the country, in my view, that believe in, I would call collectivism. I'll just call it that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Please do me a favor, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, I know I did. Please share it and give it a... When you do, please make sure you go ahead and reach out to Robert and tell him you enjoyed today's episode. And also... Please, like, if you're interested in learning more about Alpha Mission, I'll make sure I include all those links in the show notes. I'll make it easy for you. If you're over on the podcast version, all you got to do, click the artwork in the podcast catcher. It'll bring you right over to briannicholshow.com, where, yes, you can find the entire transcript of today's episode. Plus, you can find the video version of the program. And while you're over in the video version of the program on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and that little notification bell. And I mentioned it earlier. Yes, uh, earlier this week, I talked with Kathy Reisenwitz, and we were talking about what's happening to our men. So I teased it here in this conversation. I'll uh, include that link for you guys right here below and I'll see you over there. But with that being said, folks, thank you for joining us and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. With that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for Robert Blackwell. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.